0: Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Today's guest is Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock is a firebrand, um, uh, the host of Speak For Yourself on FS1, and a man whose uh, political ideology, uh, beliefs, and sort of musings have long drawn my ire. And if we're being honest, the ire... Of a lot of black people in the media space and black people everywhere because it seems to us that sometimes Jason Whitlock comes across As an attack dog for the people um, That uh, you know are are at cross purposes with social and political advancement. We talked um, Jason and I did uh, on the podcast about The reasons why he seems to be trying to single-handedly undermine the efforts of Colin Kaepernick and of guys like LeBron James. We also talked about his worldview and where he got it from. There has been uh, some talk as to why we would have Jason Whitlock on the red pill. And I will speak to that right now. The red pill uh, is not an echo chamber. It's a place where people um, of dissenting viewpoints can come and speak and talk no matter how um, offensive they are to, some of the, uh, to me or some of our listeners, as long as they do so in a respectful manner. Now, there are some people that would not be welcome here, but I thought it was important to have Jason Whitlock on the podcast. This podcast was recorded last week, and since then, there's been unbelievably seismic news in the culture. Colin Kaepernick has... Uh, become the face of the Nike Just Do It campaign. It's a big deal for Colin Kaepernick. It's a way for Kaepernick to get his Know Your Rights camps funded, which Nike has agreed to do as part of this deal. And it's a way for him to continue um, in the spotlight to push his message uh, uh, of social activism and uh, of people standing up for their rights, no matter where they may be. Jason Whitlock, who was on this podcast, and is, you're about to hear that interview, went on his Twitter and tweeted the following message. Told y'all from day one, this has always been about money. All of it. Revolutionaries aren't sponsored by major corporations. It's been a hustle from the giddy up. So this is the reason why he was on the podcast. The reason why he was on the podcast is because I have to understand the mentality of someone who would take something that so many of us see as a positive development for someone who is putting their safety Um, their economic viability and their reputation on the line. um, uh, Why Whitlock would find fault with that? Why he would find fault with a black man that is trying to educate black youth with a black man that is trying to cut down recidivism with someone who's taken such a brave stance in the face of, uh, of such big odds. When you talk about the NFL, what's the point? Why is he seemingly against people who are so for everything that he says he is for. We talked about it for a long time. Uh, I pressed him. He pressed me. Here's the interview. Jason Whitlock, welcome to the Red Pill, man. Good to be here. Uh, Seriously, honored to
1: be here. Uh, Glad you invited me. Yeah. um, We got a lot to talk about, man.
0: We do. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, You you know, we don't know each other, but... um, We've I've actually had some Twitter interactions with you I'm sure you have so many Twitter actions that you don't remember the ones that we have I I, I would imagine so but I'm gonna get right to the point with you um, because I actually talked to my little brother who is the uh, the smartest Dumb nigga. I know Um, And he said to me. Oh, by the way, I saw the look on your face. We get a little raw here on the red pill.
1: Again, I, I I'm not a big fan of the N word, even when we use it. This no, word I, do, I don't try to use.
0: I I find right. it disrespectful. But yeah, I said it to trigger you. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know. I, I saw the thing you just said yeah. about LeBron. I said it to trigger you. Um, but uh, he wanted me to just ask you one question, yeah. and I'll ask that question right now. What's with you? What's with me? What's with Jason Whitlock?
1: what is with jason whitlock uh, you know i'm not sure exactly what his question is but i would say if if your brother is how young is he he's 26 yeah 26 so he's a millennial and he's probably i would imagine, i don't want to speculate make any assumptions he's is he big on social media he is not big on
0: social media but no, no, I'm talking about. Is he involved in social media? No, not, no, no, no. He's not involved in social media. He, he's not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Not on Instagram. Then
1: what? Where does he? What's his understanding of I me? Mean, Where's he? He watches my show. He watches on T. C. G. On television. Okay. uh You know, I just come at things from a very genuine perspective in terms of the way that I was raised mm-hmm. and in terms of the values. Uh, that my family and my parents instilled in me and that the things that have made me successful instilled in me and those things would be my two parents and then it would be uh pro <laughs> religion mm-hmm. uh, the things that uh, 25th Street Baptist Church my grandmother placed in me and then I think the third thing would be football mm. and so those are the values I was raised with uh, my parents work ethic my parents point of view and perspective on life uh, you know I would say I'm a combination of my father mother and grandmother mama Lovey, the most uh, you know so my father was somebody that uh, didn't graduate high school uh, joined the army kind of got his life together during those two years he was in the army uh, and then came back and took a factory job I believe at Chrysler and he's reading the book uh Malcolm X on his lunch break, mm-hmm. the autobiography of Malcolm X, and his supervisor and some co-workers complained. Mm-hmm. And my father was like, ain't nobody gonna tell me what kind of book I can read. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is crazy. I-, I need to be in business for myself so I can be my own boss. I don't want anybody dictating my point of view. And <clears throat> my father became a small businessman in the black community for the rest of his life. He started with a barbershop, then a bar. And those are the two places I grew up and remember the most, his bar and his barbershop in the inner city. And then when my parents divorced, my mother was just a factory worker uh, with two boys, me and my brother. And we're living in the hood and our apartment got broken into. And my mother took a second job and moved us out to a working class suburb. Uh, And so, and then the, you know, the other key thing. It's just my my grandmother introducing me to uh, 25th Street Baptist Church and and instilling those values in me. And so I'm a reflection of that. Mm -hmm. And that's probably what's with me. I think a lot of the millennials have a disconnect with me uh, from the outside because the the younger generation isn't as uh, influenced by the church Hmm. As I am. Uh, and, and then a lot of young people uh, aren't as in, are, you know, young people seem to have a problem with masculinity and football and what people are labeling toxic masculinity. Uh, you know, I'm just an old school dude hmm. that is a reflection of my parents, my grandmother
0: and my church. So you said that your father was reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Did he ever share with you any of the lessons that he learned in that book, or did he speak to you about that book specifically? Yeah, we talked about it a great deal. I mean,
1: autobiography of Malcolm X is probably a book I've read six times myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably the first time when I was in eighth or ninth grade. I, I remember when I moved in with my father my senior year of high school, I read the book. Uh, again and again i probably read the book six times shared it with all my family members talked to you know big fan read the <laughs> red roots uh mm-hmm. beginning to end and all that so yeah i, I <laughs> many of the things many of the things that i believe mm-hmm. i think are a direct reflection of
0: malcolm x of malcolm x without question and interesting you yeah. think malcolm x if you were a lot today would be a fan of jason whitlock
1: I, I'm not sure what he would be a fan of, so I, I don't want to. I can't speculate on that. I can't speak for another man. I can't speak. you
0: what I'm essentially getting at is what lessons from Malcolm X do you feel like you adhere to?,
1: uh, mostly that any issues that we that I have as a person, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to address them myself. Mm-hmm. and And so I would, from the tone of your questions, I would question whether you have an understanding of Malcolm X, the Nation of Islam, what they really believe. They they weren't an organization that believed in white people
0: correcting their problem. They were an organization. How does the tone of my questions (coughs) insinuate that I believe in white people correcting black people's problems?
1: I I think you have a tone that suggests that somehow Malcolm X or the values that I'm expressing— and the things you see from me, a person that believes like any problem we have as African Americans, any problem I have, the first person I need to start with is me mm-hmm. and then <laughs> then look to us for solutions. And th- there's an inference that somehow the things I believe, the things that I espouse are totally devoid from anything that Malcolm
0: X and didn't Nation say totally Islam, devoid. Yeah. This, like, um, first of all, in terms of my understanding of the Nation of Islam, uh, Mr. Farrakhan, um, and every, well, it's Elijah and, Muhammad's uh, uh, organization. No, 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 no. Elijah Muhammad, right. started the Nation of Islam. But Minister Farrakhan is the, the beacon of light, the guy who uh, is the mouthpiece and the spokesman for the, for the nation today. As far as what I understand, they preach self-sufficiency, responsibility, community responsibility. They teach investing into the women in your community. They teach a bunch of things that the black community um, for a long time uh, has needed to hear. And uh, uh, I greatly... Um, Embrace all of those things If you've ever listened to the Red Pill podcast here What we talk about is uh, Complete reliance on your own While I believe that black people Should invest into themselves And into their community And that way we can build systems That will empower us And help us get across some of these hurdles I'm interested to hear you say that The reason why I'm interested to hear you say that Is because I think you have Specific problems or beefs with people who I see trying to achieve those ends I think that uh, I think that you have a specific agenda Against guys like LeBron James Against guys like Colin Kaepernick Against guys like that that I see you The reason why I asked you what you think Malcolm X would, 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 would say about you Is because I know one thing he wouldn't be a fan of um, Is you attacking people that seem to be working for the good of black Americans. Where am I wrong?
1: Well, I think you're wrong in making any assumptions that you know what Malcolm X believes. That that would be a mistake. You've never met him. You don't know him. It's wrong to make an assumption. I think, number two, if you have an understanding of Malcolm X, the Nation of Islam, Malcolm X had no problem attacking Martin Luther King. Yeah, he he didn't. Had no problem. So he did attack black people. And if you've ever...
0: I went to the Million Man March. I've been to Saviors Day. He attacked. He attacked black people who he felt like were working at cross purposes to what he was working towards. And the and what you and what you just said, what what you just described, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like LeBron James is not at cross purposes with you. I feel like I well, feel like a guy like real, real quick, ahead. so mm-hmm. I can finish my point. Yep. I feel like a guy like LeBron James. Is teaching self-sufficiency is investing back into his community is doing all of these things himself and not really relying on anybody else to do it once again like where am I wrong I think that's in line with what you just said I think that
1: you can find no proof of me criticizing LeBron James for being involved with the starting of a school Mm -hmm. empowering Maverick Carter rich Paul uh, investing in young people In Africa, in in Akron. Uh All you can find, if you want to go look on the show, anything I've ever written, is me praising those things. But LeBron James is just like me, flawed, and makes mistakes. And my job is a critic. And there used to be a time when people used to be allowed to be critics. And instead, it's like, oh, well, if someone does these things you agree with, you can't comment on any of the things you disagree with. And I just reject that. My job, I b- trained journalists. I'm a journalist. I'm a critic. If you, My mother walks on water to me. Greatest mother there's ever been. Mm-hmm. She will tell you, I've criticized her. Sure. And she's my mother. And and she's complained mm-hmm. about some of the... And trust, she thinks I walk on water. Right. She criticizes me mm-hmm. constantly. My father, who more than any man that's ever walked the planet... Love me the most. Mm -hmm. Highly critical. My dad too. Highly critical. Yeah. And so sometimes criticism can be an expression of love, and you criticize. So you love LeBron James without
0: question. Okay. So if you love LeBron James, because to me, I'll be honest with you, even in some of the things that um, you talked about, you talked about the I Promise School when you were talking about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, and it seemed to me. That I I didn't hear an outpouring of love over the I Promise School. I heard, well, rather than praise LeBron or give props to LeBron for what it is that he's attempting to do, let's take a wait-and-see approach to see how things go with the school. Let's do this, let's do that. I think the very initiative of the school and the fact that his mind is there is, number one, worth praising. Number two, LeBron James made an equality commercial. He made an, a, a, a commercial about promoting equality. You, find, you found fault with that.
1: Yeah, because I find a lot of slogans and t-shirts and a, a lot of that. I just find it to be BS. Mm-hmm. It's slow. It, it's empty calories. But you're being
0: it, intellectually dishonest if you say, yo, I love LeBron James on these things, but then he makes a commercial with un undoubtedly positive message, and no, you d- and you decide and, and you decide to so equality is is a negative
1: as a slogan. It, I, I believe it in practice and in principle in doing. Right, but as a slogan, I think it's I think it's a lot of BS. I think it's Nike making money. Mm-hmm. I don't find when, when you start turning a movement into a marketing campaign and the selling of shoes, that's where I'm at. Like, hold on. Mm. Are we really about the movement
0: or is this about promoting the Nike brand and selling shoes? But what if you're LeBron it's James and you say that's that's a little cynical, because what if you're LeBron James and you say, listen, I can sell shoes for you. I can sell hats for you. I can sell apparel for you. What I also want to do is make sure that there's a message in all of this, too, because LeBron James doesn't have to do that. He can cash checks for Nike for the rest of his life. So what, what, what I don't understand is. Why do somersaults to find fault with not something doing like somersault. that with somebody that you say that you love? I, I'm not doing something because first of all, it, it's like the, at, at, at
1: my mother is dependent upon me mm-hmm. financially at the last 10 years of his life. My father was dependent upon me and I provided quite well, still highly critical of me. Mm -hmm. Every My mother right now, I'm going to call her when this is over. And trust she'll probably have some complaint about today's show, something Mm -hmm. that I'm not doing right. So just this thing of we've moved, the media has moved into this space of I love somebody, therefore I don't criticize anything they do. I don't point out anything that they do that I think may be an error. It's just something I reject that's not love and that's not the way your parents loved you and it's not the way you love your parents and so as as I'm I think what I'm trying to have is for your your brother's 26 Mm -hmm. and a lot of the people young people I'm trying to have a discussion that's on a higher level than perhaps they're prepared to actually engage in in and terms so, of what, like, in terms you, of what, my, I'm giving you an example. In terms of, I think this equality thing with Nike is really a business ploy. It's not really authentic. It's not about the movement. But, but, it's not but about LeBron, equality. But you said that it's you, a slogan.
0: But you said so. Do you think that LeBron James is inauthentic when he says equality?
1: No, nah, I think LeBron then, James is a spokesman. So then, and, if LeBron.
0: And, so then, if 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 LeBron is the one pushing the message, and other people are pushing the message. How could it be inauthentic? If Nike, if 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 you can oh, empower, if you can empower Nike to sell shoes, why can't you empower Nike you or anyone else to you sell can. what you hope people get about you? you? You can,
1: but but again, when Nike starts talking about equality, and we know where their shoes are made, and we know what they're paying the people to make the shoes, and we know how those people are being exploited, mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's let's be real here. Nike's a business, right? N- Nike is mm. not this, uh, the NAACP. They're not. Uh, a church Mm -hmm. and again all churches and NAACP all have flaws right institutions built on proper things and good things and positive things Mm -hmm. all you know we don't even have to go into the catholic church so institutions and individuals Mm -hmm. can all get swept up in things they don't fully understand and don't fully comprehend how they're being used and perhaps manipulated and so i just just for me When you start mixing the movement for equality with business, Hmm. I think that's a red flag being raised, and I'm going to raise my hand and say, man, I don't don't know
0: if that's what – that doesn't ring true to me. Gotcha. Your your issue, if I remember it correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, was that in some way LeBron James couldn't understand – not couldn't understand equality, but that his athletic talent – in some way uh, made it he didn't he couldn't talk about equality because he was such a fantastic athlete because he had all of these things you said that because I don't remember the criticism being about what Nike does in sweatshops, by the way, all of that stuff, like all of those different things are completely valid observations in terms of whether or not a, a, a a global corporation cares about equality, right. so. But I remember your criticism being that LeBron James talking about co- equality was hollow I, because he's not he's not equal to us. No, I think you're taking. What did you say? Mixed conversation. I've
1: said a lot. Say, gotta,
0: but tell me what what you said was that like? like no, what, no. I've what,
1: said a lot about LeBron James, but uh, posted- specifically to this issue, though. A lot, Mm -hmm. and at different times, and you can piece them together, and blah blah blah. And we're going on memory here, which is kind of an
0: unfair, given how I've been at this since 1990. Hey, Uh, just real quick, we'll let Justin. Somebody find that, Jason. Find find, like find what he said. So, because we don't want to go on memories, somebody find that. But go ahead. And and so, what I'll say then,
1: if I Mm -hmm. went through my entire body of work of things I've said about LeBron and. If I remember, this may have been a day that I did a three-hour show uh, filling in for Cowherd mm-hmm. that I had this discussion. So there's three hours worth of content. And, and so, mm-hmm. but my I'm representing to you right now. Mm-hmm. But we can play the I got you game. I can find this clip where you
0: said this and blah, blah, blah. No, no, blah, I'm not saying the got gotcha you game. I'm just trying to make sure the conversation stays consistent. Right.
1: But I'm telling you right now mm-hmm. what I believe mm-hmm. and where all my comments are coming from. Sure. I don't like the mixing. When you start taking the movement and mixing it with business, you've moved into, since we can be frank here, we've moved into bullshit, in my opinion. Hmm. And so that's where, if I may not have said it all there or, or said it that, but that's where all my criticism is coming from. And
0: then as it relates to LeBron- that, But that's a criticism of Nike and not of
1: LeBron James. I agree. But I'm about to tell you what, right. what the thing I'm trying to explain to you young people yeah. that have put LeBron- on a pedestal as an activist that I think is unearned. Mm -hmm. And that would be my, as you, you, LeBron is a basketball player, I get it. But LeBron as an activist, I think there's a misunderstanding of Muhammad Ali because he keeps getting analogized to Muhammad Ali. And I don't think people understand that Muhammad Ali was controlled by Malcolm X, Elijah Muhammad, and the Nation of Islam, and he was standing on religious principles. Mm -hmm. He was... A lightning rod and a spokesman for their organization, right? And LeBron
0: James, I don't know hit the religious organization that he's representing. He doesn't. I don't. I I, think he's representing his community the way he saw himself growing up and what he's trying to do. First of all, I uh, one point that we I will agree with you is there's no there's no reason to have a historical Mandingo fight between Muhammad Ali and LeBron James. Uh, Muhammad Ali was a man for his times. His times demanded who he was in a lot of ways, and he rose to the occasion in a way that not a lot of people will ever get the opportunity to because a lot, not a lot of people are Ali and not a lot of people are in those times. LeBron James is someone who comes from an underprivileged background who knows intimately these sort of pitfalls and the challenges of growing up in that and is trying to eliminate them for other kids like him. To me... The notion of doing that when we've seen a generation of athletes who didn't really seem to be as concerned about doing it in a public way that inspires other people to do it. The notion of doing that, it it doesn't make LeBron James the greatest activist of all time. But why would we fucking try to poke holes in it? Because I think in my view.
1: There's a different role for LeBron James and the modern day athlete rather than trying to be the intellectual backbone or the spokesman. That era is past now that they are these uh, major financial institutions and businesses. Mm -hmm. Their role is more financial than being the out front spokesperson. We need to operate. They need to operate like other millionaires and billionaires do. And actually finance experts in the field to represent their views LeBron, what I'm arguing is LeBron's out over his skis trying to
0: be the intellectual backbone of any movement Jason, you're depowering him you're, like, you're I'm, like it's an opinion yeah I, I get it but like you, you like if you're if you're wondering why you, you're, you're you're depowering him you're using the platform that you have To to look at a guy and you're saying, okay, so you're not doing it right. First of all, it's a lot of people who aren't doing anything. It's a lot of people who are who are doing things that are negative. And you're saying you're not doing something the way Jason Whitlock would do it. So because of that, I'm gonna use a platform that I have on the Daily Show to kind of stick needles in you. How does that get the community of Akron, which is definitely gonna benefit from what LeBron James is doing? Perhaps. how, How does that get that community? you poking holes in the guy that's trying to help them, how does that help them?
1: Because perhaps he might go about it a different way. You can have great intentions and be, look, it's no different than, I go to the gym mm-hmm. and I've had trainers say, hey dog, you can kill yourself here in the gym, but if you don't train, change your diet, ain't nothing gonna work. Right. And I can ignore what they're saying And 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 why come you criticize me? Mm -hmm. I'm here at the gym. Don't criticize Mm me. They're actually just trying to give me some good. Get your ass out of the gym. What if there was
0: somebody constantly telling you how whack your trainer was? You'd be less apt to listen to him. And now the, the voice, the message that you're trying to get from him is resonating with you less because there's some guy who says that he loves and agrees with your trainer, but for some reason is finding different things about him to find fault and erode the trust that you would have in him. So every time Got that it. you do so, every time so that, that you do so that, perhaps you're disempowering me and perhaps your your brother is and perhaps Charlemagne oh, the God. Oh, and all, all those of those guys. Charlamagne right, the God is my yeah, brother as well. Right. Don't we're the people yes, that you I'm say not. are disempowering, you are doing it because we think that it's it. necessary. I get it. I get. And and so just, and just
1: remember, this is America, mm-hmm. and I get to be grown up just as grown up as you, without a doubt. And so, if I think it's necessary to co- to point out where I think LeBron James is going wrong, I have I have just as much right to do that as you do without to disempower
0: me. I, without a doubt. Let's move on to Colin Kaepernick. Um. What y- 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 we'll 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 come back to LeBron and to the to the shop and to your specific uh, questions, your your issues with the with the show, the shop. Which I knew once when the shop when the show came on that I could turn to you and you would have something negative to say. But like, what's your issue with Colin Kaepernick? What's what's your problem with Cap? You've been pretty critical of him as well. I- I've
1: been, I was. And you, it's all over my Twitter, if you go back to when he was playing. Mm-hmm. Biggest Colin Kaepernick, Homer fan there was. On the football field. On the football field. And then when Colin Kaepernick decided that uh, he lost his starting job and he's going to take a knee to protest inequality, I think it's BS. I don't think that's what it was about. I think he was upset about losing his job. I think Colin Kaepernick— That's a lie. Well, in your opinion.
0: No, because because y- it, 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 prior, to, prior, to Col- prior to Colin Kaepernick losing his starting job, there was definitely a point where Colin Kaepernick was less active politically. If you check social media with Colin Kaepernick, if you know Colin Kaepernick's off-the-field stance and stuff like that, prior to him losing a starting job, prior to any of that stuff, Colin Kaepernick had started to be more outspoken on his social media about things. People that have... That follow him were not at all surprised that he took a knee. That narrative that you just said is a made-up, spun narrative. That's just simply not true. If you fo- if you if you follow Colin Kaepernick and you've been following him, on, as a matter of fact, I remember having a conversation while Colin Kaepernick was still starting, albeit struggling, albeit struggling. I remember having having a conversation with someone going, "Yo, what's wrong? With, what's up with Colin Kaepernick? Like he is all of a sudden really, really, mil- really, really militant." That predates him losing a starting job. That's a true fact. So the 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 notion that Colin Kaepernick in any way, and understand how destructive that is. The notion that in any way this had to do with anything that wasn't genuine to him, Jason, is just not true. But but I just want you to
1: understand, Van, uh your brother, yourself, Charlamagne the guy. Y'all have all kinds of assumptions about where I'm coming from, and and it's all fair. I'm not pushing. You can have those assumptions. Mm-hmm. You can disparage my character and all my motives. All you, you're good with not that. Not your character, brother. No, no. Your opinions. I, I got
0: it. You're I, good, Jason. You might be a very good man. I, I don't. I don't
1: have any reason to believe anything else. I'm misguided. I'm this. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. It can all be said about me. But if anybody questions Colin Kaepernick, all all hell's breaking loose. And and Van, as much as you. Think you might know about Colin Kaepernick. I believe between us, I know far more.
0: You're telling me, you're, you're telling me that I don't know anything as about Colin Kaepernick. I'm not
1: saying you don't know well, anything about it. I'm like... not saying you don't know anything about it. Right. I'm not saying that you know nothing. But as much as you think you know, I believe I know more. I'm not going to go all off into it. I have because,
0: because that, no, no that's no, Because that's something that people will typically do when they really don't have a leg no, to stand on. You're no. going to tell me you know more about mm, Colin Kaepernick. it's not fair.
1: It's not fair because again I'm going to just go back biggest Colin Kaepernick fan there when he was playing okay new people on the coaching staff and it's just not it's not fair it's not really that rel I'm just not going to be that unfair to him to get in anybody things that that I haven't
0: reported in the newspaper and things like that I'm not going there okay then we but, probably but, shouldn't bring it up on the podcast so let me ask you this do you think that it's do you think that it's um that it's It's all interesting that it's interesting at all. It's interesting at all to you that you are a fan of Colin Kaepernick while he was on the football field doing the stuff that he was doing. But as soon as he took a stand about racial injustice, then all of a sudden you flipped on him. All right, before Jason answers that, we're gonna pause for a second, pay some bills. People always ask me for advice. I watch a lot of college football. I know how the ball is gonna bounce. That's my thing. Usually when they ask me for advice, it's what Uh, team to bet on this week. Had it been this past week, I'd have told you to bet heavy on those LSU Fighting Tigers that took care of the Miami Hurricanes down in Dallas. It was what we like to call in Baton Rouge a shellacking. Uh, The truth is, though, I don't always know who's going to win. I got to be real. Sometimes I'm just going with my gut. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. You got to trust me. These guys are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have unbelievably great reviews online, and their mobile site is super easy to use. Not to mention they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the entire business. Plus, for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many points a plant fantasy player is going to score each game. That's some hardcore betting right there. So lay down some cash and win bid today. You win, they pay. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code PILL when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free pay. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code PILL when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Now let's get Brad to Whitlock. I got no problem with guys taking
1: a stand against social injustice, things like that. My point was, if I have a problem with the police, I'm going to take it to their job. Mm -hmm. I'm going to protest at their jobs. I'm going to make things uncomfortable for them. Mm -hmm. I think that a handful of black NFL players... Haven't figured out what NBA players have figured out. We're not gonna mess up our job, our industry. Football in the NFL has created more black millionaires than any other industry, hands down. More than rap by a long mile. More, more, it's, it's the best industry for black men. I wouldn't I don't believe in making a mess there. That's why LeBron, that's why LeBron James. And NBA players aren't going to make a mess in the NBA.
0: They've been very – they're not taking any. They're also not going to make a mess because t- two reasons. Number one, the NBA dealt with this issue a long time ago. And number two, NBA the NBA is far more progressive in terms of ownership and in terms of support for their players in these particular issues than would than the NFL is. I think that's a myth. Mm-hmm. And and I think
1: people love saying that, and that I think it's a talking point that is Twitter deep. I don't think it's bared out by the truth and facts. The NFL has ponied up $90 million uh, ownership to Malcolm Jenkins and the Players Coalition. The NBA has no such counter. The NBA's had problems with Donald Sterling. They've had uh, problems with uh, James Dolan uh, in terms of his treatment of Charles Oakley. They've had problems. You felt like that was a racial issue? I feel like if it had happened in the NFL – it would be spun as a racial issue. I don't Interesting. So having known. Do you think that it's a racial issue? No, because I know up. James Dolan and I know uh, because that had nothing to do with race. I know all the people that, uh, you know, he's empowered, employed mm-hmm. friends of mine. And so, no, I, I don't go there. I, I don't. But trust me on this. If it had happened in the NFL, it wouldn't matter. The media would have spun it racial mm. because there is an attack on the NFL because The people that actually understand one of the greatest institutions and friends to black men has been football, has been this thing we've labeled toxic masculinity. There are guys that, like me, that never played a drop in the NFL that have benefited from football. Played
0: Ball State, right?
1: Played Ball State. But Mm -hmm. again, me and my father, my senior year of high school, we in a one-bedroom, 400-square-foot apartment in the ghetto. My father makes $200 a week bartending at his friend's bar. There was only one thing that was getting me out of the ghetto and onto a college campus, and that was football. Mm -hmm. And there's thousands upon thousands of black men just like me who have had their lives changed by football uh, without ever getting a drop of the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I see football as being under attack, and I see Kaepernick as an unwitting tool in the attack on football. Mm -hmm. It's crazy crazy. For us as black men to damage the game of football when it has transferred so much financial wealth, influence, and power, it's the most powerful thing in pop culture. The number one show on five different TV shows. It was never intended Mm -hmm. to be dominated by 70% African-American employee base. This is all unintentional. Employee base. Yeah, (laughs) employee base. Employee base. It's never—we out here in Hollywood, Van— you think 70% of the guys you finna step outside this door with are black? Hey, 7% of them. Thank you. Right. And so, so we're going to shred the NFL for I'm, a 70% it, not, employee it, it, look, base,
0: but Harvey and TMZ, we're going to look the other way. How do we look the other way? I'm here because I'm here. Ain't nobody looking the other way or nothing. Well, I'm just this, saying we raising hell with NFL owners and no, we're no, calling no, no, them wait, every wait, name wait, in the book wait, 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 and wait, we're good with wait. it. Wait, this is my problem with the NFL. I'll go back for a second. Number one... Um, the, I think the NBA's response to Donald Sterling when Donald Sterling was out, it was very telling. Donald Sterling was out of the, the NBA. Donald Sterling
1: quickly. acted an ass for 20-some-odd for years. years,
0: until, for, for, 20 years yeah. he, he, for 20 years, he was doing what he was doing when it was, gotcha. when it was made public that Donald Sterling was a racist, Donald Sterling was no,
1: out. The, the, there was the, the so, discrimination suits against his real estate. Everybody knew
0: about Donald Sterling for 20 years. I didn't years. know. Well, so yeah, that, that's so, true. so it was so, in the media the, so, all, so the story so, have so been wait told. So, so wait a second so we'll, we'll also we'll go back to something else the problem with the NFL the the reason why people have an issue with the NFL Is because of the way they reacted to the Colin Kaepernick situation. It's because of the way the it has nothing to do. I, I had no thoughts about the NFL being a racist organization until the NFL showed me that they were a racist organization. There's a way to lean into the concerns of your employees. Forget about whether or not that that like though you 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 agree with them or not. There's a way to lean into the concerns of your employees, especially guys who have these types of platforms that shows that you care about them, that shows that they matter to you, that also show that in some way uh, they, they, they have merit without completely trying to depower them and also sort of put them out to pasture. To me, the way the NFL, the, 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 the problem with it is in the fact that the owners, rather than listening and having any meaningful dialogue on this, close ranks, close out. And now what we have is a problem. Now, football isn't under attack because of the the, the, the because it's not warranted. Football is under attack because football showed a bunch of people. What football really is all about. And so
1: when David Stern basically kicked Mahmoud abdul raouf out of the league, Craig Hodges blackballed out of the league. That's been written and t- dis-
0: talked about and discussed. I was a and baby. Well, so 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 well, his, well, the so, world so, didn't so, start so, with he, you, man. I, I, I get it, but my, point, is, my, my point My like my, my my point is my point is this: I'm 38 now, and so being that I'm 38, I'm w- w- my job is or what I feel like my job is like what you feel your job is, is all of the people that were silent on uh, Craig Hodges, all the people that were silent on my move, shout out to LSU, Baton Rouge, uh, all the people that were silent on, on that, those people have to deal with that. That's on them. What I'm not going to do is be here today and see something happen and be silent on that. So those situations that you're talking about that happened in generations prior, I know what you're talking about, Craig Hodges uh, went to the White House and use his visit to the White House to to present his gripes uh, to the president at that time. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf was actually the first person to take a stand on the anthem. Once again, shout out to LSU, one of our greatest players ever. Um, those men lost. We could go all the way back to guys like Kurt Flood that really had nothing to do with race but had to do with different situations and standing up for players' rights. Everyone that failed, Kurt Flood or Mahmoud abdul Rauf or any of those guys, that's them. Now, I'm not going to be complicit and watching things like that. That has to do with our generation. And I'm wondering why, forget about whether or not you feel like the NFL should be disintegrated because we're going to have a discussion and a lot of people aren't going to agree with that at all. Why do you feel the need, once again, to poke holes
1: in what, and Kaepernick? Because I completely disagree with where Kaepernick is doing his protest. Mm-hmm. Do it at police headquarters, City Hall. Hold the people accountable who actually empower the police. Mm-hmm. That That's the smart thing to do. Get your money, mm-hmm. use your money to finance the causes you believe so he in. He hasn't been doing that? He's not getting his money. He could be getting more. Forget
0: about yeah. him getting his money. Has Colin Kaepernick, because a lot of people are going to talk about... Yeah, he has. And, I and think, he has, but I haven't heard you like... like you, as a matter of because, fact, because I see it as a marketing point. As a matter of fact, you once you accused us at TMZ Sports... Of running a PR story about Colin Kaepernick having it fed from his people I didn't even know cap at that point I saw that on social media and then I put it on the site and you said that Colin Kaepernick's PR was working overtime yeah he I see trying, it as a PR move yeah he was I was trying to get a plane over to, to Africa got it so what how, how's it the PR move
1: because Van, I don't know if you and again I come from a different point of view
0: a lot of people do a lot of good things Without putting it out over social media. He needed that. He was trying to get people to sponsor. He was trying to raise awareness for it so he could get it done. But rather than actually in Colin Kaepernick has promoted
1: every piece of charity he's done since he got booted out of the NFL. There are a lot of people that do a lot of good. In silence, without looking for the glory, and for people like you to go, oh, look how great this Why person is. Why do you assume
0: is. that he's looking for the glory?
1: Because that's what Colin Kaepernick has done since the moment he's entered the NFL. He's been a hey, look at me guy. I used to love it when he when when he was going as a corner, I loved quarterback. So it. you loved but the them, whole kissing the wait, wait, biceps wait, wait, wait. and all
0: so, that. So so once again, you loved him as a hey, look at me guy when it was about football. But if it's a, if he's a hey, look at me guy about advancing. Uh, the, the rights because of disenfranchised when, people If he's a hey look at me guy If he's saying hey look at me It's not about scoring touchdowns It's not about that if, if, if it's hey look at me While he's out there actually doing work on people's behalf That's where you draw the line Jason Whitlock
1: Because I think it's all
0: mixing Of the
1: movement And charitable work With business But he's not I having any business He's not making any money off this I think Colin, Colin Kaepernick when he started this He thought he was getting back in the NFL. You're looking at a—it's a moving target, and all the motivations. He 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 opted out of his contract. I get it, but you you think he didn't think the next year? He thought he the year that he played, he had to opt out so he could get on the field. It was an injury protection situation. If he didn't opt out of that contract and give San Francisco leverage, they were afraid he would get hurt and then they would be on the hook for his contract the next year. He had to make that move in order to get on the field and play games. Let me finish and play games. He thought he was going to have this marvelous 13, 14, 15, 16 game run and then be in position the next year to get a better contract. He never thought the NFL would say, bye, Felicia. Never thought. Everything since then has been reaction to like, oh, my God, they're not going to let me back in. What can I do to continue to put pressure on
0: the NFL, start a campaign to get people all upset? The campaign was started the year that he was – the campaign was started while he was still playing. The campaign – that's for sure. The campaign. The campaign – that Colin Kaepernick started for the million dollars was something that was not done when he was out of the league. It was something that he announced while he was still playing. It's something because people were telling him, yo, put your money where your mouth is. Don't just be a talker. That was done while Colin Kaepernick was still an active interplay player. Jason, I don't need you to look that up. That's a fact. So once again, what you're doing is you're taking someone who I feel like, for whatever reason, is working for the greater good and you seem to be intent on poking holes in it, and I'm just because wondering Because I think why. he's making a mistake. Because I think he should take his protest to
1: city hall and not the NFL, not an industry where we have a, reached a level of importance and financial gain for black men. I don't want football and the NFL damaged. I don't want. Some Was he short- trying to damage
0: the NFL? No, he wasn't. The so, road so, to hell is paved with good intentions. So then why? So then why would you blame him? For trying, why are you saying why Why would you? He wasn't trying to dam, damage the NFL. He wasn't, he never said, Colin Kaepernick I, never said, Fuck football, football's racist or anything like that. He knelt. And the NFL made a decision, and then on behalf of Colin Kaepernick, people were like, Wow, wait, hold on for a second. I get that we don't agree with this. I get that we don't agree with it, but for, for them to act like this, what are they thinking? So Colin Kaepernick never sat out at all to destroy the NFL, to rip the fabric out of the NFL, or to disrespect the Shield. He was doing the same thing. And that, my position is
1: he's a pawn in a game he doesn't understand. He's being used by people that want to destroy the NFL. They think the NFL is the head of the snake in terms of toxic masculinity. They want to bring the NFL down. Again, who are these people? Uh, the left. The left. The left. So the, the left hard, wants to, the left the f- to destroy it, the NFL and they're using what, Colin Kaepernick. The left wants to clearly destroy toxic masculinity. And using, That's all they want to the destroy NFL, the NFL. The NFL is the number one show on five television networks, which makes it the most powerful force in pop culture, mm-hmm. which makes it the most powerful symbol of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. The NFL, when it was invented and all the way up through the 50s, 60s, no one ever imagine that the NFL would become the greatest thing in pop culture and the stars of the NFL would be 70 percent black. We as black men are in a position that was never intended. Right. And people are out to stop it. And Colin Kaepernick, he doesn't know it. He doesn't realize it because he's so caught up in Everything the left and the liberals tell him is all the greatest thing in the world. So now it's he like, doesn't. He doesn't know it, do, but he's a pawn. Do you understand in that
0: game? how how disrespectful that is. You're saying that Colin Kaepernick I guess isn't I even responsible for his own thoughts. Do you think that Colin Kaepernick is perhaps smart enough to know exactly what he's doing? Why won't he? You, might so he so, might. Then I really disagree with him. There. So, <laughs> but 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 what I'm saying is once again, Cap not trying to destroy the NFL. Cap. Had a demonstration, by the way, had a demonstration, sat down, spoke with the military guy, then took his knee. So it seems like at least Colin Kaepernick is willing to have conversations with people that feel disrespected about things. Colin Kaepernick is is, is willing to to engage and to give way on this. What I'm wondering, once again, I'm not going to ask the question again, but I'm wondering, there are kids all over the place that Colin Kaepernick is going to them, doing Know Your Rights Camp. So they know your rights camps so they have better interactions with the police and so that they know their rights. Colin Kaepernick is donating and giving time to organizations in New York, Cleveland and all over the place that are determined to take down recidivism. You guys, reducing recidivism will reduce criminal activity. That is not good for the black community. That is good for the American community to reduce recidivism. It's good for the American community. Okay. All of these things, even the plane deal that you called us out on TMZ for, getting the plane supplies over the over to the to, to, to people that need them in Africa, all of these things are good. They're good. Like they're good things. And to to say, well, he doesn't know how he's been used as a pawn, that's a bunch of tenfold hat bullshit, Jason. Like you can't prove that Colin Kaepernick. Well is,
1: let's uh, well.
0: Whether he knows or doesn't know, I think
1: that's how he's being used. Maybe he knows it, and maybe he's good with Hmm. it. I don't like it. If he doesn't know, I don't like it. Hmm. the, The things that you're talking about, again, protecting an industry that is empowering that many black men is something that I'm into Mm. because again my path in life has been through football Mm -hmm. and I know many of my friends their path through life has been through football Mm -hmm. and so I'm interested in protecting that and again if someone were here uh attacking hip-hop people's heads would explode oh my god hip-hop that's our culture hip-hop does this hip-hop does that don't attack hip-hop already attacked hip-hop hip-hop was your first that's how you got on that's not how I got on (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, it, it's really not, you're laughing man. And That's it's, how it's got insulting.
0: got on That's not how I got on Jason How I, did,
1: You're 38 years old, you know how long I've been at this
0: Jason. You don't know Jason, how I got Jason, on Jason, Jason. I've read you for years. I, I knew Jason Whitlock in college when I was studying. What year were this. you in college? I was in college in the 2000s. I went to college in 1998. I was, I was, I was, I was, when, before, when, when, when you popped up on the Don Amis thing, you're a great columnist and a fantastic writer. That's in writer. 2007. I got on in 1994 as a columnist. Great. Now, what, what I mean is popped. Like I've been at Did TNZ. you understand how I got on ESPN? It, it didn't have a damn thing to do with hip-hop. But I, but I tell you straight up, the Don Imus situation yeah, is. Yes, because what, you're a late comer. No, no bullshit. The Don Imus you situation You know my career better than I do. I know. I'm telling you what you I You know
1: my career better than I do. I know, I know nothing I, I know about I know, your career. I, I know I don't know, I know how you got you, on. You don't, but you, you you don't, don't, don't but know my career tell, better than I, 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 I do. I know
0: your career, like you know what Colin Kaepernick's motivations are better than what he does. So, so so for me. No, 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 no. Let me say this. If I was sitting here talking to Colin Kaepernick
1: and he was explaining to me, no, Jason, X, Y, and Z, it would be a very different discussion than going through you. Mm -hmm. You're talking to me and trying to explain to me my career. Did you ever live in Kansas City? No, but I know you wrote for them. But uh, you know I
0: wrote for them. Did you ever live in Kansas City? I started at Kansas City Star. Nobody was fucking with you because you wrote for the Kansas City Star. The reason, the, The thing that got you on... Fox News, all of these other places is when you defended, let's keep it all the way over 100. The thing that got you on all of these different platforms is when you, when Don Imus, another racist-ass old-school dude, came out and called a bunch of girls nappy-headed hoes, you, rather than deal with the insult you decided it was time to deal with hip hop. That's when Jason Whitlock was everywhere. I had seen you on ESPN. I had seen you all of those places. Why I hadn't seen you was on Fox and MSNBC and all of those other places. That's why I hadn't seen you. So when I say that's how you got on, I'm not talking about getting on as a general sports columnist. Shout out to everybody around the, co- around the country that's doing that because it's not a lot of black guys doing that. You gotta give Jason his props. You gotta give Stephen A his props. You gotta give all those people their props. Not taking anything away from you. But what I'm saying is how you got on? How your shit got elevated? That's the moment. That's your Kanye West in the newsroom moment, for sure. Without a doubt, that's your Kanye West Van, in the new, Van, m- new, newsroom Van, moment.
1: Man, it's just—it's utterly preposterous. Whatever.
0: Moving on. So, so we, Van, we agree you, to disagree. You know
1: my life, but Jason, the smartest man on the planet, Jason. No, actually you, you are because no, you No can, no no. I don't know everything about you. I can't tell you everything about your career. You can tell me about mine. Uh, let, that move. I
0: actually lived and accomplished and did J- J- you know hey, better than I do. Yeah. That's without, amazing. Without moving the goalposts here, let's come back to that specific <laughs> issue. Without moving the goalposts here, because I've I have i i you I, can I say ask say. and answer the question, shit, you know better than I do. I feel you. Probably maybe, maybe I could. What I'm <laughs> when I'm like when I'm when I'm, when I'm asking you what I'm asking you is, and no bully pulpits here. What I'm at like when I'm like what I what I'm asking you is why, in that specific moment, when Don Imus, we can go back a little bit, in the moment that had nothing to do with the ascension of, of Jason Whitlock, why, in that, in that um, specific moment? Because my
1: mindset is what I said at the very beginning of this show. Mm-hmm. Everything is about me and about us as black people. I, Don Imus is irrelevant to me. Mm-hmm. I had never really heard of him before that moment. He's irrelevant. He's to you there, he's irri- I hadn't either. He's, he's irrelevant to black people. Mm-hmm. And so to me, all this, ups- oh, Don Imus said this and that. It had no impact on me, my family, anybody I knew. Right. And so everything to me is about, well, how do we feel about ourselves? How do we talk about ourselves? How do- if it's so important what Don Imus thinks about a black person, why is it important what I think about a black person and what other black people think about me? Mm-hmm. That is the premise that Malcolm X and those guys live on And that's, that's what my father lived on That's what my mother <laughs> lived on That's what God teaches me from the Bible Me, look for the God in me Quit looking for everybody else to approve me Or look out for me How do I feel about myself? That's what's most important to the survival of black people Not what some idiot like Don Imer said That's why I went Jason, that way guess
0: what? Don't have any problem with that at all don't have any problem with that. What I will say is, did you at all feel when you're talking about pawns, right? You talked about pawns in terms of Colin Kaepernick, pawns in terms of LeBron. Did you feel like a pawn? when places like Fox News paraded you up on uh, all over the place as the black guy that was going to castigate Van, what, and why, criticize black Van, people. Van, wait wait, wait was, a second, wait a second, because when ahead, we're talking about being pawns ahead. and stuff like that, we're having a conversation about something that happens, and it's like, oh, here on Sean Hannity next, Jason Whitlock to tell the niggas why they're the real problem. So you do, do you ever feel uncomfortable in that posture? So Van... Again, it, it's, I mean, Simple I know, I know, I know yes you're a no? Jason
1: Whitlock historian, but the number one thing, the number one attention I got off that column mm-hmm. was sitting on Oprah's couch for two episodes talking about hip-hop and how we feel about Oprah ourselves. wasn't a fan of
0: hip-hop at all then as well. I, I, I got it.
1: Right. And so Oprah is the person who, if you want to say that was me going to the next level—
0: it was Oprah that mm-hmm. put me on the next level. Oh, I have tons of problems with Oprah Winfrey and uh, the way and she dealt fine. with hip-hop culture. Let me ask you a question. So, so Oprah, you, But you're not going to throw an Oprah pass out there and for me and be like, okay, Oprah said it's cool. No, okay, I have a problem well, with what she dealt with it It's not what do. I'm saying, but I'm okay. just saying
1: you are the historian on Whitlock. Sure. And Oprah putting me on her show, mm-hmm. that was the big moment. I don't ever remember ever in my life being on Sean Hannity's show. Were you on Fox News? Ever in my life probably. I've okay. been on
0: Fox News. I was on Fox News yesterday. All right, so, 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 so maybe not Hannity. So let's not, let's not split hairs. Maybe not Hannity. That was an example. But it was Oprah
1: that right. put me over the top and that's who invited me on to represent her, pers- her perspective. No, in your mind, right. I'm giving you your, you're the Whitlock historian. And mm-hmm. that look, I can't deny, going on Oprah was a big damn moment yeah. in my career. But probably, maybe you could argue the biggest, but mm-hmm. it was Oprah because she liked that perspective, and there was other black people that liked that perspective. I was not out there on an island. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, did CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News
0: also have me on to talk about that? Absolutely. Right. So um, who are the black people that Jason Whitlock likes? Who are the ones that you support? Who are the ones that, 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 that you think are doing it the right way? Forget about likes. Leave like out of it. Who are the Who are the black leaders, the thought leaders, the or, the, leaders or the or the or, or, or the or the community activists that you that Jason would like? You right know,
1: I, at the top of my list, I w- I'm a huge Jim Brown guy. Jim mm-hmm. Brown and I have been friends for a long time. Uh, been in support of his AmeriCan program uh, for a long time. Uh, uh, I like a lot of the things LeBron James is doing in Akron, and have been. Uh, supportive of those things There's some things I don't like And I'm critical of mm-hmm. uh, You know In term, I think In terms of Black leadership There's a major void I, I think you Might know, that be because Jason Whitlock Keeps trying to cut the heads Off people who, can, who come yes, out Yes it's try me to be black It's women. all me It's all
0: You're right it is It's all me man it's, it's like well, I'm saying You're saying there's a void And well, they keep, They who? keep trying to be people oh, I can name A billion people D-ray, yeah. D-Ray McKelson Philip Agnew Jamira uh, Burley. I can name <laughs> I can name You Tiffany. came out with DeRay off top D- DeRay Oh so you don't like DeRay Come on man You don't this like DeRay serious conversation uh, uh, Okay Alright Like I-, I can name And, and by the way <laughs> I can name Sean King <laughs> He ain't even black He ain't even black Sean King's not black Hell no Okay <laughs> Mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> this ain't you even a serious Sean. conversation. So wait, so wait, uh, Sean
1: King ain't black. So That's how you know there's a void in our leadership is, uh, is because hey, a white dude hey, is masquerading hey, hey, listen, as a black listen, leader listen, listen, and we're Listen, going listen, forth. listen,
0: Everybody listen to this podcast. <laughs> Whatever you think about Sean, you leave it up to Sean. To, oh, to, to, he's Rachel to, to, to He the, gets to, to decide to the what fight. race no, he is. No, 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 <laughs> no. I know Sean King. He's laughing at Sean King because Sean King is working on behalf of black people. He's not black. He's working. I didn't say... He's working on okay, behalf well, of black people, like, like, like. And then by the way, he is. Let's you guys. Sean will explain what's going on with Sean. <laughs> He's Rachel Dolan's so, we good with it. So, so here's, so here's the situation. So, there's a bunch of different people working all the time, working all the time. And those are the people. To be honest with you, I agree with one thing that you said. One thing that you said is you said uh, that um, that we we need to empower the people that are doing the work. I completely and totally agree with that. I completely and totally, that's what, actually what I told you: empower the people that are doing the work on the ground. You said Jim Brown. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of people of all different ages who are out there working right now and who are not getting the shine that they deserve. I talked about Jamira, I talked about Philip. I talked about Blair Imani. I talked about DeRay. You and don't so, like DeRay. No, 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 I talk about, man, let me, let me, talk about all of these people. Let's, let me say, say let this, though. So. These say are this. activists that I talk to that right, I try no, to empower. Right. But let me make a point here. Jim Brown, back to him. Do you have any problem with Jim Brown's support of of, of President Trump?
1: Man, I I don't get into questioning I'm not into politics. So you're questioning everybody else except for Jim Brown? I'm not into politics. So you so so I've never voted, ever. I've been very crystal clear on this. Right. I'm
0: not moved by politics or politicians. Well, you're moved by policy. Because all of these things that you talk about that you care about. Mass incarceration. Yeah, the the like uh, that I've done real innocent. journalism on, not podcasts. By, 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 on, the, by the way, yeah. by the way, Jason. Yeah, I've read it. All right. All right, I've read it. The, right. the, the 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 real journalism that right. you've done on mass incarceration. Right. I didn't just that put, no one else has. That everybody else. Wait, is whoa, 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 of. whoa, 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 whoa. Have chill, you done any? Chill. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Give Jason Whitlock credit for the for the full credit Red Pill podcast. Give Jason Whitlock credit for delving into an issue. That plagues underprivileged com- communities. You, a couple of years ago, tweeted the link. Well, while we're, not, we're not supposed to self-promote, right? You tweeted the link to that, and I read it, and it was good. And it was very insightful, and it was very deep. Thought he, Jason Whitlock, talented guy. I'm not going to take anything away from you that you did. That's not what we were trying to do. But what I'm saying is, you're saying you don't get into politics. No. There are going to have to be policy decisions that are made I get it. in order to... Curb some of these issues and change some of these issues that are in these communities. So, you want to talk about people that are trying to that are trying to correct them, or talk about people that are trying to do them. Yet, you don't have a foot in the door. No. Politically, what does Jason Whitlock do? What I, I do
1: journalism. I financially support the things that I believe in, which, which is which is including, again. I I operate completely different than everybody that goes out and broadcasts what they do. Right, but so you can't tell us. I got you. I'm just I'm not interested in it. That's not how I operate. I feel you, Doc. Uh, And so uh, I'm not living. Again, younger people are, and I get it. Everything y'all do is to be pictured and captured on Instagram and Twitter. That's not my generation. Problem, I get it. That, that's not, not my I'm generation. I'm agreement with you that that's that, yeah. that's why. That, that's not my generation. So I, I don't operate that way. Right. But but in, in terms, the other thing in terms, when you start talking about politics and politicians and leaders and what, I try hard to stick to sports. And again, so no no no, I do. That's not true.
0: Let, like, me, you, let, like, me explain. Like, let you let let me, you, you, let me, you, finish. you, you've been, that's, 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 let that's me explain. Dis-
1: No, it's not. I try hard because it's like, if you go look at the piece I wrote about mass incarceration and the drug war and blah, blah, blah that was all told through Jim Brown's organization, America. Without a doubt. Jim Brown is my connection to sports. So
0: then if Jim so, Brown can, if you can talk about Jim Brown's connection can to the American situation or, or, or the mass incarceration, why can't you talk about Jim because, Brown's connection to president Trump?
1: Because I, talk about and write about in journalism, I get involved in the things that I'm passionate about. Admit that's inconsistent. I'm I get involved in things I'm passionate about. The things that I have insight on. First it was
0: things that you stick to sports and now is 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 what you're passionate about. So you don't care about but do you have any opinions about President Trump? Not really. Like not at all. Not really. I
1: think he's silly and stupid. I think this whole Twitter, he's caught up in the Twitter obsession like everybody else, mm-hmm. and I find it ridiculous and stupid. My philosophy on Twitter from word go, I've been tweeting it since the day I joined. Judge my columns, enjoy my tweets. I think Twitter is here to dumb us down, and I think That's it's why you stupid it. because it's a necessary evil. As a person in the media, you all virtually have to be involved in social media. Hmm. Your boss is expected, and so but again, it's it's no different. Look, I think McDonald's is stupid, but I might hit a drive-through on the way home. Mm. There's a lot of things that we all disagree with, think is stupid, that w- we get involved with. Right. You know, so so I'm not unique in that. Mm. Uh, but so a- as I think it's I think it's silly for the president to be on Twitter right. and to be doing the silly, stupid. Do you things You think it's Donald does? Trump in any
0: way? Uh, the message and sort of the the edict. And the um, uh, the energy coming out of the the Trump administration, dude, it's, think- ne-
1: it's too negative. I've I've said that. I said that on TV the other day. Mm-hmm. The reason why he gets so much negative negative energy is because he puts out so much negative energy. Mm-hmm. I, I he can't. It's hard for him to stay focused on anything positive. Hmm. And and so
0: does uh, it does it does it worry you at all that someone that you respect so much like Jim Brown uh, is so devoted to the guy?
1: I don't think Jim Brown is devoted to the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a mischaracter. Right? I haven't talked to Jim about it, mm-hmm. but the the little few little quotes I've seen, I don't think Jim Brown's not devoted to anything. Jim Brown is one of the most independent people I've ever known in my oh, life. Just because
0: you're independent doesn't mean that you can't have devotion. Let me okay. Let me no, let, no, no, let me. No 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 no. You matter. guys
1: are devoted to Kaepernick let, let and let me LeBron. Work. Jim Brown is a day to day person. J- Jim Brown. Okay, Jim me Jim and Brown Jim Brown is, have been Jim, friends Jim twenty Brown years. Is, Tomorrow
0: he may not like me. Well, well, he's been. In Trump's corner since he he walked into the into Trump Tower and we just did a story last week about him doing a radio interview with JT Debrick talking about how he likes Donald Trump talking about the fact that he knew that it would make him unpopular in the Community, but he likes Donald Trump the reasons he liked him, So he's consistent about that Do you have any issues with the fact that he's that committed? No, nah, not really. Okay. Cool. It's, it's no so it Doesn't bother nah, you. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's fine. Um, the Jamil you used to work at ESPN. Yeah, uh, how do you feel about the Jamil Hills entire arc and the situation at ESPN? She's leaving now. It seems as if um, You got to clarify the com- the okay. question. This is what I do. The, this, this is how I'll clarify. Jamil Jamil Hill is out at ESPN Yeah, it seems like um, She's leaving by the way. She's leaving ESPN. It seems like things got too hot at Jamil Hill uh, for Jamil Hill at ESPN when she started to make some of her uh, political beliefs um, more known on the evil social media. Uh, how do you, do you feel like the treatment of her um, by the public at large and by her company has been fair?
1: I think that it's a mistake for anybody, any adult, any person in the media to become a slave to their Twitter feed. And to think that their Twitter (laughs) feed is the place where they should be the most provocative and the most interesting. Uh, I think Twitter uh, is for silliness and dumb stuff. And anybody that gets caught up in Twitter and thinking that that's the platform they should be most worried about rather than the platform that pays them Two three million dollars. I think they're that's a recipe for death mm-hmm. for a career. That's that's career
0: suicide. Do you think? Uh, first, you engage with people quite a bit on Twitter. Yeah. So what's the difference?
1: Again, you're not going to find
0: sometimes. Me, the, sometimes the the conversations between you and people on Twitter are, are very serious. So uh, sometimes are playing give around. Give me give me example. I well, mean, huh? you be back and forth. When I, you when I have you, no memory of it. When you when when you tweeted out okay, uh, when you tweeted out uh, that. Colin Kaepernick and
1: um see uh, now we're in the sports lane we're talking about Colin Kaepernick right so again th- so you can talk
0: be, seriously on Twitter about so she could talk seriously th- on there's Twitter. almost virtually
1: I don't believe any Twitter conversation is all that serious you gotta I don't believe any of it's all that right, serious so and so but what I try to do is stay consistent in sports and if I delve outside <sighs> of sports I'm really not trying to make news with my opinion Mm. outside of sports. That's a recipe for trouble. And I'm just not obsessed Mm -hmm. with my Twitter platform. When I go on TV, I'm not thinking about, oh, how's this going to land on Twitter? I'm seeing too many journalists, media people, and other people, their entire point of view is driven by how's Twitter going
0: to respond. And I think that's a mistake. You don't feel like you have an audience that you play to? Do, are there are there a group of people that um, I mean, I know they exist, but are there a group of people who does Jason Whitlock not have a choir? Does not have a. No, I don't have a choir. You don't. No, I, I don't. I think that's been one of as we've moved into
1: this new era of media. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that uh, I've had to adjust to is that everybody. Is looking for a very small choir. Mm-hmm. No one's looking to be the independent voice that kind of irritates both you sides. You really feel like you irritate both sides? Oh, this without question.
0: What's your most problematic
1: without. view uh, to I, the right? My, that I can't. I don't believe in the Second Amendment, and mm-hmm. I think the Second Amendment has outlosed, outlived its usefulness. And I've been very you know outspoken.
0: We can't agree on anything, right? Because I'm a huge Second Amendment. No, guy. I
1: <laughs> So I again, mean, uh, if you don't think the NRA doesn't
0: monitor me, you're you're crazy. So you th- you feel like the NRA is monitoring you? I'm a- I'm asking you, I, Jason. I never knew this stuff. This is this is this is some Whitlock history that actually. Well, it's not that, even that, history. It's public. It's just stuff that just
1: right. flies over your head. I know you're a Whitlock historian, right, but, but I missed it. <laughs> I, know you know, I missed this. I, I know but because I know you missed it. Right. Because again, when I went out, and it's like. You know, me and Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. didn't get along because I clown suited him, and it was about the NRA right. and gun control and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, you're unaware because mm-hmm. again, everybody lives in their little echo chambers and just gets the information that they already believe. They're not open to looking. And Jason, I, I, you're a historian I'm, on Jason, me to Jason, know everything Jason, about
0: me. But Jason, I didn't say I like like really. <laughs> I, I'm I'm. You said that you I was a historian. Like what I know. This is this is what I this is this this is my problem with you. Uh, I appreciate you trying to. T- I think the NRA is a terrible organization, even though I am a gun owner. Um, I think that Bill O'Reilly is a blowhard. My problem, my only problem with Jason Whitlock is Jason Whitlock seems to be. I'll it's be, an uninformed I, 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 opinion. I'll, it's informed by my. It, I know it's, it's an, it, an uninformed Jason, opinion. Jason, opinion, Jason Whitlock seems to be an attack dog that is unleashed on black athletes that unleashed on black prominence. You? you, you, you I had, spent almost whoa, whoa, whoa. the entire summer this year
1: attacking Bill Belichick about the Malcolm Butler decision in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was day
0: I kept getting ripped by Patriots fans because day yeah, after that's, day that's after, after day. Field. I'm talking about for what they do politically and socially. So let me ask you this: You gotta understand, I'm not white. Athletes ain't doing a lot politically listen, and socially out listen, in public listen, for listen, me to comment. Listen, on. Listen, listen. So what I'm talking about politically <laughs> and socially, like I, I've never. Well, show you, me the white you, athlete that's moved into that lane. And to giving um, me an opportunity to comment. You used to be very, very hard on Marty Schottenheimer. I remember that. Right. So you've always held people accountable on the field. Always, always, always. Off the field, I think you only hold black people accountable.
1: So uh, let me me explain something to you, Van. mm -hmm. As it relates to social issues, Mm -hmm. I'm really only concerned about us. So what J.J. Watt does and all that, I really don't have a big... Concern about it. it doesn't impact me I'm like most human beings mm-hmm. It's just like You probably don't follow A lot of the health problems That fat people have Because you're not fat I was once Okay 365 once 365 pounds Okay wrong, wrong example I'm writing a book right now right, by the way. Wrong example right, I'm just, Wrong I'm example just saying, saying, So people, don't assume The guy right here like, That so, doesn't have weight problems right, He don't follow
0: those issues you, You're wrong Don't assume I'm right, right now I'm in the middle Of I writing a book it. Shout out to the I, 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 like, okay. like, like, Wrong like, example right, I'm just but, saying So don't assume there's issues that white people
1: have that you you're not concerning yourself like with. Like what? I don't know. I'm I would imagine plenty of
0: them. Give me an ex- give me an example. Hell, the ones that are probably voting for Trump. Okay, like you're I not concerned with their issues. I don't concern with those uh, issues. Yeah. I'm concerned with the issues of people who can't find jobs, who can't find economic mobility, who can't find all of those things. I just don't think that Donald Trump is the answer. I'm concerned with the people that are living in the quote unquote hillbilly areas of the of the uh the uh the, the Appalachians I'm a sports rider I'm host. concerned with the with with the, the fact that, that their kids host. are drinking Mountain Dew and sugary souls like crazy a sports developing sports all types host. of different conditions. I I'm concerned athletes with the, I'm I'm concerned people involved in with sports what world. happens with people who are trying to legitimately achieve the American dream and the powering them to do it. I can't be overly concerned because I'm here too many t- too many hours no. in a day. So let me ask you one last question before I go. Oh. And this has been spirited, and and, and, and and you're a brave guy, and I must give you credit. You run from brave. This what I do. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you, you I, absolutely do. nothing. Um, I feel you. So LeBron James.
1: Back to LeBron.
0: I just what, want to ask you. What, one. Let
1: me ask you a question. I mean, it's give a podcast. A
0: what is the with the worship of LeBron James? Not worship. Respect. It's like oh, by the way, I, I don't like LeBron James as a basketball player. We're we're different. So th- so check, check it out. Check it out. Check it that, out. That's a silly opinion. That I don't that's like him a, as a basketball player.
1: Yeah, what's not to like about him?
0: Is that? That's just a silly, harmless opinion. Can I? Can because I? Because it's can, not even to be. Oh, by the way, it's nothing. If I told him that I didn't like him as a basketball player and told him he why, wouldn't care. He, you fucking out of your he mind. Wouldn't care. All LeBron James does. Le, for Le, Le he LeBron don't care. James has been a one of the most thin skinned professional athletes. Has been one of the most thin skinned professional athletes based upon what he's done on the court. In history, LeBron got smashed on at a tournament at, at a at a at a camp by a kid, a and opinion, hid man. the fucking tape. LeBron James definitely cares what people think about him on the court, and I've never been a LeBron James fan. Uh, what I am a fan of because sports is is entertainment. What I am a fan is is of LeBron James, the man, and how he operates outside uh, off the court, and how he's used his platform and his athlete privilege to impact. Other people that I'm a fan of, as far as LeBron James's basketball, check the tweets. I don't really fuck with it, but the reality is that we're different. You like to you know keep it piece it up with guys, whatever. Ratchet and ghetto is how you described the um yeah the uh LeBron's the, uh, the, the the shop show. Yeah. Now let me tell you why I agree with the shop show. I've never been. I'm just be honest with you guys. I've been to a lot of barber shops. Never been the one that had a mean Cabernet. Just never been. Never been to a barbershop where you could where you when I saw Maverick Carter, and Maverick was swilling around a Cabernet. I was like, I don't know about the Cabernet, dog. I can never get a decent cab um, at a, a at a barbershop. However, do you think that words like ratchet and ghetto when coming from a prominent black man like yourself to another black man on a show, do you feel like that language is coded in any way?
1: Well, I'm going to flip it and and so they were dropping MFs and N-words and all that stuff. Do you think to black people, about black people, do you think that's coded or language? Do you think that's dangerous language? Again, MF and calling each other N-words, There's y'all's generation, they think... That's nothing. I, learned I think it word from my grandfather. Yeah, I think it's something. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, Look, like, man, I, I learned how to eat fried chicken from my mother. It don't mean it was a good thing.
0: But my brother, know No, no, I, no, no, no. No, I get it. But what, I, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is it's not a generational thing. And neither is fried chicken. So no, when, you I, say, when you say the generation that talks like this. No, 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 no. They call what, Jesse Jackson a hot mic. No, no, no. I, I,
1: it's not about talks like. Right. It, it's, again, because trust me, I occasionally use the word. I just happen to know it's reprehensible, it's stupid, it's a problem. We shouldn't be calling ourselves that. And so for me to say a show is ratchet or ghetto compared to them sitting <clears> on TV uh, calling each other the N-words and MF this and MF that, I can live with ratchet and ghetto mm. if they can live with the N-word and mf. each other. Was there
0: anything about the shop that you liked? It's a LeBron James show where they're talking about issues that he that he dealt with. No, mm-hmm. because again, I, I would have this right
1: here, trust me, what we're just doing right here, mm-hmm. far more entertaining, far more informative, mm-hmm. far more real mm-hmm. than anything they showed. Right. This is two uh black men disagreeing and for the most part respectfully disagreeing. Damn. This is healthy. Not gonna disrespect. This me is at all. how Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You elevate my thinking. Maybe I elevate yours. People get challenged. This far better than anything they did. This was a group of elites, people that ride
0: in private. elite.
1: No, I know, but I'm very <laughs> self aware <laughs> right. about it. So, so I
0: don't. And, so, and, and, and by the grand scheme of things, even though I drive a Honda Cross Tour and right. you have a very nice watch on, I'm elite. No question. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so. I, no question. Not everybody has a television show or a podcast to do this, so it's always a They don't be have to talking. sit
1: on air as if they're representing something that they're so far removed from. But it's been so many years. Do you understand when you show the kind of talent LeBron does in fourth
0: and fifth grade, your world changes instantly? I know about who he was when he was in the seventh grade. Like, like literally, I'd heard of him when he was in the seventh grade. No, no, grade. I, I get it, right. but your life, <clears throat> his life.
1: People just, oh, there's a pot of gold if we can get this dude to I age get it, 19. Is His is so, whole life why is so changed. hard
0: for you to believe that LeBron James came up every single day, especially when he got to St. Vincent, St. Mary's, looking around going, you know what? He said it. He said, I'm here because I can play basketball. Mm. He recognizes that he's there because he can play basketball. All the other kids, that's just life for them. All the other kids, well, some of the other, most of the other kids, not all of them, some of the, most of the other kids, that's just life. They get to go to St. Vincent, St. Mary's because of the station in which they were born. LeBron James, at a young age, thinks, hmm, this doesn't seem like it's equal. Now, equality at its base level is something that we might never get to, but he goes, when I get the opportunity, when I get the opportunity to make a change in that, when I get the social, the uh, economic, maybe even the political capital to make sure that some other kid has a leg up, I'm going to do that, and he's still connected to that idea. So when you're saying that he can't relate because it hasn't been a long time. I didn't say
1: he can't relate. What did you say? What I said said it's been a long time. I said that was a group of elites pretending like their point of view was somehow benefiting the people, the mass of black people who are not elites, their point of view to me was not benefiting the mass of black people who are not. Elite. Why? Because what the mass of people who are not elite need more than people sitting up going, oh, my God, America's unfair. Uh, you know what they, I, need? they need schools. You know what they need? They need schools. They need they need engagement. And that's what he's doing. Great, but that's not what this show was. We're talking about the show. You can't keep moving the damn goalposts. I'm not
0: moving the goalposts. What I'm saying is the show is one part of
1: what he's doing. I got it. But the show is the show. It wasn't about his school. Mm -hmm. So now we're just talking about the show. And if I had a show, I would have been looking for opportunities to explain or engage in conversations where people who have made it can explain to the (laughs) mass of black people... X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and D, here's the things you need to do in order to move ahead. Mm-hmm. Rather than just Snoop talking about every place else around the globe treats us better than America. Uh, uh, that's their experiences. I, I get it. But again, they have other experiences. And that's not an authentic experience to Snoop because the man has enough money to live once wherever again, the hell he wants. Once
0: again, That's telling, my opinion. I, I know, that's but, my you, opinion. but once again... You don't he want ain't any, left yet. You, you don't want anyone to assign any thoughts about Jason Whitlock, but you don't want. But you're assigning. You're saying that Snoop Dogg is. You not You really believe
1: dog. Snoop feels like every place around the globe treats him better? I than have America. enough
0: respect for Snoop to believe that anything that he says is gonna be authentic. I don't want to <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like He's a damn rapper, man. Right. So he's not. But he's not on a rap song. He's giving. He's speaking his heart. He ain't trying to make words rhyme. Have you he's spent talking any about time his around him. I've spent a little time around him. A little time in a real conversation, oh, as real as it can Don't get. Go look at a, who he employs and see a, if that as, matches a, up with and a, and a, this As much shit. as as real as it can get when a <laughs> nigga is high. All right, uh, listen, um, Jason, I did not expect. Let a, me
1: give. Let me. I want to say one last thing. Sure. And if I was LeBron James, what I'd love to see him talk about. We we spend so much time in America as black people with platforms holding a discussion about what white people can do to fix black problems. And and so we, we've focused the last three or four years. We're hyper. What can we do to get the police to treat black people better so they can quit killing hmm. black people? What what can we do? How can we get them together? And so I would just like once for us to, to say for people to say, you know, let's have a seminar where we get young black boys together and teach them how to deal with each other without resorting to violence. Hmm. Because there are so many Young black <laughs> brothers killing each other that maybe we need to have a conversation among black men about how we treat and respect each other so that some of the violence between us
0: calms down. Now, how many organizations, because I'm going to show you where Jason Whitlock is out, of the, is out of the loop. How many organizations do you want me to name right now that are doing that? Uh, because, name them. Name them. Uh, Jason Wilson up in Detroit, the Cave of Adullam is a transitional teaching uh, academy for black boys where he teaches them not only self-defense, but positive conflict resolution. And it's an ongoing program. If you want to donate some of that money to it, he needs it. The Manhood Academy all over these places, teaching black boys. No how come none of it
1: men. can get uh, na- None of it deserves national attention. It Only- gets the
0: national attention from me and by the way, it gets national attention from people who are invested. All of these, one thing that really irks oh, how me. How come athletes like one, 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 they're, t- they're a bunch of athletes. sort of. One thing that really irks me. Take a knee
1: for that and one, I'll be one, right one, there one with one them. Thing,
0: one thing that really irks me, that really irks me is when people say why don't we have this? How about this? Why not Jason Whitlock, do some I've recent, been a longtime supporter as, of America as, I can
1: because as, that's as, what Jim as, Brown's as, been about. What I'm saying for is what I'm saying known. is
0: all of these people that are doing this, that are doing this work, there are all kinds of people around the nation who are doing it. Philip Agnew, who I mentioned earlier, Dream Defenders organization, down in South Florida, all different types of places. What I'm saying is, maybe when we, since we have these platforms, we can spend a little bit less time trying to poke holes in heroes and a little bit more time Van. trying to blow Van. up people who are working for these things every day. Van, I'm
1: according to you, I'm pretty much the only one doing it. Doing what? Everybody else
0: is just out worshiping athletes. I, I, I'm the only one poking any I, holes not, in I'm anything. Not, I'm not worshiping athletes, bro. I like like athletes are one thing. People that are people that have takes taken social stances that I feel like benefit my community or benefit the American community. I'm just not gonna break my balls to find problems with what it is that they're doing if the money is being mismanaged. If Colin Kaepernick would not have you know done what he how much money Sean King has like, mismanaged has like, it, like, been written about, like, it, and you it, out it, here championing him as a black like, leader when he's white? Like, I mean, Sean Sean vehemently denies any of that it's stuff. It's all
1: been written. It's so, so, been run out of churches so, and so, everything. So he
0: vehemently <laughs> denies any of that. Um, <laughs> but he but also <laughs> claims to be black. But what, I, what, what I, we going for? What I will say: his listen, birth
1: certificate and listen,
0: baby pictures and everything else. Every every single day, y'all can listen to Jason, or y'all can listen to somebody who every single day is trying to advance um uh, the, the narratives that help and empower black people. J- me and Jason, we're going to disagree on Sean King. A lot of people probably feel like you feel but Sean King is is a brother in arms to me. I love the dude. What I'm going to like what 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 I'm going to say is how about this? Well, we can all agree that people that need to have their movements heightened want and need more support from guys like 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 like, like us. So, the way we can leave this, what I, what I would say is, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, all of these people going to continue to be my brothers. I'm going to continue to advocate for them. But how about some of the lesser known people that are doing it? Will you join me and join the other network like me with with, like, with people like Charlemagne the God in empowering those people who are devoting their lives to working for social change? Will you social, social, economic, all different types of change? And, 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 in what way? Because keep in mind, I could do a sports show and
1: I pretty much stick to sports. That, that's what I'm gonna do it, on TV. Right. I got I'm gonna stay in the sports lane. As it relates to Twitter, I don't take serious I don't take Twitter seriously. So the answer is I'm, no. Twitter, my TV show, my bosses want me to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Twitter, if you look at the personality of my Twitter, mm-hmm. it, it ain't about any kind of movements cuz I don't take tw- I don't believe in Twitter. All I right. think Twitter's there to confuse us. Will you donate and mislead will, us. Will, will you will you will I donate plenty
0: of money. Plenty hmm. of
1: money to So there's no way causes. so
0: so so we can so what you're essentially saying is we have enough time to tear down what LeBron is doing socially, what Colin Kaepernick is doing socially, but not enough time to build up what other people are no, doing
1: socially. No, th- th- that's a
0: misrepresentation. If you want me to donate to causes you believe in. My causes I believe in causes that you feel like i'll send you a list of things things that i feel like are beneficial and you can choose and we can do it together i'm oh, not they're gonna have you. to to me they're gonna have to
1: be i'm gonna send them to somebody to vet them out and we're gonna find <laughs> out what these organizations are doing i got you. that's the way i do any I trust you. me i'm about to don't spend worry some about money. It, jason we yeah. got it <laughs> all right don't worry about
0: it, jason we got it well there you have it uh there's jason whitlock uh listen um i said before the red pill is not an echo chamber Uh, And you guys can feel free to uh, choose your own adventure in terms of what Mr. Whitlock had to say. We're going to get out of here. But I want to say one thing before we do. It's very important to know what people who might not have your best interest at heart are thinking. It's very important to know it because you have to understand how you tell the ones that are actually down for you. Apart. From the ones who are not Thought it was very important to have a conversation With someone Who like I said claims To be for the advancement And empowerment of black people um, But Seems to be at cross purposes With that hope you guys enjoyed it And I hope that throughout the, co- the Course of the conversation um, You guys got a better idea Of what he thinks uh, Of what I think And what, a- what we all should be thinking Peace.